0: well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com
1: yes good afternoon happy friday we made it what a busy week For everyone except for me. Uh, Hope you've enjoyed your week. Hope you are enjoying your day. Happy Friday. Maybe you're getting out of work early, one of those last warm Fridays of the year. Or you've got three hours left. And you know what? We're going to get you by because I'm here for four. So tune in, turn that radio up, and uh, let's go. Let's have a little fun. Now, you may have noticed... Uh, As some person said, oh, I I, I noticed Joe wasn't in. My ears weren't bleeding. So you you may have have noticed I have not been on the um, last four days. Uh, Took a few days off to get, you know, it's the first time my wife's back to work uh, since our son's birth, right? And it's also the first time that my dad will be watching three kids two days um, of the week. So, I thought I would take a couple days off. Well, three days, a few days, a couple's two, Josh, a few more. Uh, So, a few days off uh, just to help everyone get into the groove. And you know what? It was a lot easier than I thought. You know, my my dad is a very patient person um, with three kids. I don't know if I could do it, um, but he's doing an outstanding job. And uh, we are very thankful that uh, his daycare is open, and that he charges a very reasonable price. Um, So we got him in the groove. He's now, you know, uh, two days out of the week watching three kids, seems to be fine with it. Um, My wife seems to be in the groove of back to school. Also, you know, back to school, having a kid. Um, So we're in that groove. It didn't take too long. It wasn't this drawn-out thing that, you know, oh, it was really rough at first. No, we did it. We're adults. We got into the groove. We got going, and uh, we're back now. Obviously, today helped because I was still able to um, uh, take my son to uh, to my parents' house, and t- on Fridays my dad only has to watch uh, my son and my niece, so it's a little easier for him on Friday. But you know, kind of helps get in that groove. And um, but it was easy. You know, a lot of people go. Here's the one thing I've learned. Don't read, don't base everything, don't base everything on what you read on Google or a video. This is big for people in my generation, things you see on TikTok. Because what you'll notice is that a lot of people who like to, like to just use the most extreme example of everything are the people who are posting on Google. They're the people who are making the TikToks. These are the people that want to just stress the most extreme, right? I mean, let's be honest, and I hope I don't offend anyone by saying this, but let's be honest. Who's more likely to go post something online? Someone who might be a little more dramatic about a situation. Is that not fair? I think that's a fair statement to say. Uh, So, you know, you do all this reading before you have a kid, right? You go online, you read what these blogs, you watch videos. And you're like, oh my gosh, oh, this is going to, my life's going to change dramatically. And yes, when you have a child, your life does change. And you have to be prepared for that. And if, if That's, you know, something I'm sure you go over. I know we did. Uh, before you decide to have a child, you, you make sure that you're ready for that change in your life. But you know what you find? You find that after a few months, you can still enjoy things on, I was gonna say each other, but you can enjoy your favorite shows. You can enjoy a Thursday night football game. You can enjoy a night out, right? Uh, You can still do that stuff. You can still have fun. It's not, people, there's a lot of people out there that make it feel like, or make it sound like when you have a child, that's it. Like your partying days are over. Now, number one, I don't know why I would ever believe that because I was the son of my parents, and, you know, my parents obviously had to be very young when they had me because my parents are still in their 40s. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, But my parents partied, you know, when we were kids, right? A sitter would come over, and and they would go and and enjoy. There are people who just make it sound like when you have a kid, oh, my gosh, you're having a kid now? Like, yeah, I'm 34. And it's been so far, it's been a great experience. My son's awesome. My wife's awesome. We have an awesome family. And, you know, we've had a lot of fun. Like, I, I can't, I, I, I cannot downplay the people who are just so extreme about it online because that's just not my experience. It has been a ton of fun. Now, does that make me want to maybe say, hey, let's stop at one? Yeah, this has been a very good experience. Right? Maybe you stop at one. I don't know. Obviously, that decision has not been made yet. Um, but it's been a great experience in these last four days, being able to spend uh, with my son and um, over at my parents' house with my dad and with my mom. That, those have been some really fun days. I've I've had a lot of a lot of fun. Like, a, it's not the kind of thing that I'm just dropping my kid off and leaving. Like I like I like being with my son. I, I, I'm I'm hoping that never changes. Um, you know, I'm 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 hoping that. My son likes to hang out with me as much as I like to hang out with my father. Time will tell. But, you know, you wake up, and, you, and he's he's getting up. You walk over to his crib, and he's got that big smile on his face. I wish people here were that happy to see me, Josh. I wake up in the morning. I, see, I, I, I walk over to his crib. I say, good morning. He's got the biggest smile on my face. I walk in today. People are like, oh, you're back. I mean, no smiles. I didn't say that. you implied it with the stare I got. (laughs) It was the, oh, it's you stare when you walked into that room. I saw it, I saw it, Um, but it's been great. And I I don't mean to keep going on and on, but all I want to say, and again, this is probably a message more for the millennials and younger, so my generation and younger, don't put a lot of stock into what you see online from blogs and from TikTok videos, all right? Because this is something that, you know, everyone has told me. There is nothing that will prepare you to be a parent. You just take it as it goes. And But if you go into it thinking that it's going to be this, you know, negative experience at the beginning and that your whole life is going to get turned upside down for the worse, I just can't imagine enjoying anything when that's the mindset you've gone into it. And I'm here to tell you, three and a half months in, I'm as happy as can be. Right? And I'm still doing the things I love. Virginia Tech games, Buffalo Bills games, and join uh you know, watch the game last night. Uh the Chiefs and the Lions. So I guess the the, the meaning of this beginning rant here is to just don't put it you can go and read that stuff, but don't put any stock into it. Because this person's experience will not be your your experience. And your experience won't be the next person's, right? My experience won't be Josh's experience. I, I mean, that's just how life is. And um, so I'm happy to be back. I'm very happy that I had the last four days off um, to enjoy that. But, you know, the thing is I love my job, you know, and Bowerly's off today. I wanted to be here, and I'm glad to be here. I'll be in for David on Monday, and then we'll be back to the regular lineup uh, on Tuesday. But uh, very happy to be here. It's the good thing about loving your job, right? You can enjoy the time off with your family and be just as happy to get in the car and drive to work um, on Friday. So that's one thing. Another thing I did um, that I don't think I've been able to talk about because of the time off was uh, went and walked around Madai College on its final day. So Medi College closed on August 31st, Josh, and August 31st was Thursday of last week. And last Thursday, I was lucky enough to, um, so I always, I, I've talked about this on the air, my son and I, I'll put him in the stroller, haven't been able to do that the last two days because of the weather. Uh, it's just been way too hot. But put him in the stroller and we, we go for long walks around Williamsville. Well, on the 31st of August, I decided, hey, how about we pack up the stroller and go take a, one last walk around Madai College, around the campus of Madai, Which, if you know Medai College, that's a very quick walk. It's not the two-hour walks that uh, we've been doing around Williamsville. So I packed, uh, I packed them up and, and uh, got the stroller out, and we, we started on our, our voyage. And I thought I was just going to be circling the buildings. I didn't really think the doors would be wide open on the final day. Well, guess what? The doors were open on the final day. And my son and I, Dawson, went on a nice walk around Madai College. Now, there are certain things that have changed, right? The door to the radio station was not the same. Uh, We did not have that. uh, The door to the radio station when I was there was a solid door because it was a mess. You didn't want anyone looking inside. This was a glass door with a cool logo on it. We did not have that when I was there. It looked very nice. They had an eSports center. Obviously, there was no esports center there in two thousand eight. Um, but then walking like into the Sullivan Center, and have you ever had this? You know, I'm thirteen years, and I'm doing the re- twelve years removed from college, okay, and I'm fourteen years removed from living on campus. Walking out of the Sullivan Center, and you know, you just everything's the same setup, right? It's that brick wall, it's the the cover over the door, and it was the same for a second. I had that feeling like I was holding my dinner walking back to the dorm. Like you know how you just you can put yourself in a place, Josh, and it might not be it might be a place you haven't been to for a decade, but as soon as you're there you're, you you for a second, your mind reverts back. I'm like, "Oh, I'm back in college." I'm not back in college. I'm pushing my son on the college campus. I'm 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 far removed from college. But it was a really cool experience, and to walk through the building, and most of the classrooms had been torn up, and there had been crap thrown in the hallways for cleanup. Um, but there were a few classrooms that had not been touched, and that was just a cool experience. The uh, the class where I had to write my senior thesis, which I actually had to rewrite, but that's a, that's another story for another day, but that class was still completely set up the way I remember it, and one of the computer labs were still completely set up the way I remember it. Um, and it was just, it was a really cool experience to just go back and take one final look, because after that day, I'm sure all that stuff was thrown out or donated. Uh, you know, we, we you go to the one room, and it's just all the Xerox copiers piled up. Uh, but it was just a really cool experience, and to think I almost didn't do it, I'm really happy I did. And I got some pictures of my sons. He slept through the whole thing, but him in front of certain things at Medai. And I know to some people that's like dumb, Joe. Why did you do that? But to me, it was really—I know it was really special. It was really special to be able to do one final walk around. Unfortunately, the dorm buildings were locked. Um, now I knew—I know I was kicked out in twenty ten in two thousand nine. But I, I thought maybe they would let me back in uh, for one final look. But they were locked, uh, and there was a dead bird in front of the door. So yeah, that was a little depressing. But it was, it was a real it was real special to see everything, to see the campus uh, one final time because who knows what's going to happen, right? Is Kenesha's going to buy it? Uh, is the county going to take it over uh, and put some of the migrants there? Who knows? Who knows what the next move is? Uh, unfortunately, though, we know it won't be Medi College, and I'm glad that on the final day of it being Medi College, I got to walk around because, yes, as much as my love for Virginia Tech Athletics that I've had since I was, you know, before I was born because of uh, of my family's love for Virginia Tech Athletics, I did love going to Madai College. And I I know I've said this a million times. It is, this is this is not a, a tape show. It is the 8th of September. I know I've said this a million times, but Madai College is a very special place to me. I met a lot of my closest friends there. Um, I've had, I have some great stories from that place, some great experiences, and... I think the most important, no offense to my great friends, don't take offense to, to me saying this is the most important, but the most important, it got me here. And I don't know what I'd be doing, right? We know I wouldn't still be at Bed Bath & Beyond. They're out of business. I don't know what I would be doing if I wasn't here. And I have Madai College to thank for that. Obviously, I think my skill, my determination got me to this this part of the station, but I was in the door thanks to Madai college. And I'll never forget that. and never forget the great people of Madai college. And, you know, I wish it was a place that was still up and running. And when my son was of college age, I could say, Hey, why don't you check out Madai? He will not be going to Madai college. I think we can, we can put that. We, we can, if we're, if we're going to go gamble, we can go bet that he won't be there, but uh, it was really cool to walk around one final time. And, um, be able to see the campus as Madai College. So that's where I've been the last four days plus the weekend. Um, And I am very happy to be back here today. Uh, Lots going on. And, you know, it's funny. It's one of those things when, oh, also over the weekend, my brother-in-law got married. So congratulations to Jordan and Alex. I should have started with that. Instead, that's, I didn't mean for that to be the last thing. That, that was supposed to be the start. And then, you know, you, there's so much going on. I'm, I've been back in the building for two hours. I, I'm sorry. Jordan and Alex, congratulations. Uh, they got married on Saturday. Um, that, was, uh, that was over the weekend. So that should have been the first thing I said. And I'm sorry. I saved it to the last. But congratulations to them. They, start, they go on their honeymoon this weekend. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be an awesome time. And uh, I'm sure they're going to enjoy it. So a lot's gone on and it's one of these things that you know when you know you're not going to be at work for a while you kind of unplug and you always tell yourself if you're in the if you're in this industry you always tell yourself well you know I'll watch news on Wednesday right I mean I knew last week I've actually I think I've known for 2 weeks I was going to fill in for Tom today so I kept telling myself all right well Wednesday night I'll make sure I watch the news and Thursday I'll make sure you know I I listen and and follow everything and But then you're in a groove, right? And again, I was getting everything situated for the next year. And I walk in here at 1230 and our engineer Al came in and I said, Al, I am so unplugged. I have no idea what's going on. The only story that I have seen on my Twitter, on my Facebook, on my phone that keeps popping up is the Delta Flight Diarrhea story. I have seen this story now pop up on my social media numerous times. Now, obviously, I don't want to sit here and talk about the Delta Diarrhea story because I fear people will turn the radio off, and that's not... My job is to keep Tom's audience for when Tom returns, not lose Tom's audience. So we're not going to talk about the actual incident, but that sounds like the flight from hell. And with it being fall, and with that really dominating, you know me, I love the New York Post. I get most of my topics from the New York Post, let's be honest. So that's why this, I think, has now, you know, there's people that were on the plane that are starting to speak out. So that sounds like the flight from hell. I want to know from you, eight oh three oh nine thirty star 930, let's talk about the vacation from hell. Let's talk about your flight from hell. I have a flight from hell story. I'm not sure I'm going to tell it because I'm the reason it was the flight from hell. But maybe we'll get there. Maybe we won't. 803-0930-STAR-930. I want to hear your vacation from hell story. Your flight from hell story. And this will also bring back something we talked about, I think, three years ago. Your hotel room from hell story. We're going to throw all those in when we come back. It's Beamer and for Bowerly on WBEN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
2: You have 47 new voicemails.
1: Well, you know, this song was the trip from hell for Paul Stanley. If you ever listened to the lyrics of the song, he dies. At, I mean, they die at the end. You know, I got the tr- the trucks. Uh, oh, what, what's the twelve o'clock? Got a rock. A truck ahead. Lights flashing in my eyes, staring in my eyes. Oh my God! No time to turn. I got to laugh because I know I'm going to die. So I mean, I don't know how many people miss that those lyrics at the end but that to me that would be the a vacation from hell uh that's what we're talking about here this first hour you know it's so funny oh uh, it's funny to me you guys might not find it as funny it's funny to me I list like these topics in the order that I want to do them I wasn't gonna do this topic till like four and then I just kicked off the show with it but that's fine Let, that, you know what that's what we do here uh <laughs> that's how we uh that's how we do it I got a good one for you The trip from hell? Yep. All right. Now, by the way, it's Josh's last day on the Bowerly Show, so let's uh, bid Josh farewell. Uh, This will be his final time on the other side of the glass here. He is moving to our sister station. By the way, Josh, before we get to your story, I'm glad you said something. Before we get to your story, so Josh is going from working 2 to 10 to now working at 5 in the morning over at our sister station, WGR, I know a thing or two about working at five in the morning, Josh. Do you really think you're, I mean, I've, remember, I've done your shift too. I did your shift for a few years. I do the five o'clock shifts now. Time-wise, I mean, are you looking forward to the, having your afternoons free? What, what, what are you looking forward to when it comes to, I mean, you are doing the complete 180 of your shift now. You get out when you're going to be getting in.
3: Well, I got to tell you, I'm so, I used to be so used to getting up that early I would get up I was an early riser when I was in high school and elementary school and all that so that part doesn't bother me at all it is going to be a drastic change though because I haven't done that in so long so I'm really looking forward to the afternoons though because like I mean there's days where my girlfriend like doesn't work at all and now it's like oh like I have the afternoon to go do stuff with her or you know do stuff on my own when she is working or whatever so I'm 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 excited. It's it's gonna be a nice change of pace, and you know you kind of get in a rut after a while when you're doing the same shift too. And it's it's I love working with Tom. I said this with him yesterday. I, it's been a blast, and it's been great working with you too. When Tom is it, well, Tom you. is out, and you know it's it's been a great learning experience. But like it's you know it's time to switch it up a little bit.
1: It's time to see more Beamer. Is what you're saying? I, like, I want to work. Yeah, in the I mean I'll be
3: working. We'll be morning buddies now. We, we will can, be. We, we will can be. have breakfast together.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't think we'll be leaving our studios much, but yes, we can we'll do a lot of waving. So yeah, you're going to be on the morning shift starting Monday. Now, I won't be there to greet you Monday. I'm in for David. But uh Tuesday, Tuesday I'll be over and I'll be checking in on you. Maybe I'll bring a monster for you to yeah, make uh, sure I'm awake. Yeah. Now, do you have a caffeine choice? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I drink a lot of coffee. So it's going to be coffee. Oh yeah. So you're going to be taking Lucas's coffee.
3: No, see I make my own. I bring I bring in I'm I'm I have been bringing in one like yeti of coffee. Oh. Might make it two right. to start out. Well, just to make Lucas sure.
1: always has a, a pot hot and ready to go right out in the newsroom. Maybe
3: I'll have to maybe I'll have to steal some of his coffee.
1: I'm just saying. All right. 8030930 oh, start 930. Josh is going to kick us off. We're talking about on his final day, you're going to hear a lot of Josh today. We're talking about vacation from hell, flight from hell, hotel room from hell. And you might be asking, Joe, why are we on this again? Well, if you heard, there was a flight from Atlanta to Barcelona, I believe is where it was going. And they had to turn around because of a biohazard. Uh, It was diarrhea. I mean, I'm not going to go into detail, but if you saw the video online, you could see why they had to turn the plane around. And I've been thinking, "Oh oh my gosh, if I was on that flight, I mean, you have to dodge You have, uh, we're adults here. You have to dodge the poop that's on the floor, and it was all over the plane. That's why they turned the plane around. To me, that is the flight from hell. I mean, the vacation hasn't even started yet. So it made me think. Instead of just dwelling on the diarrhea plane, let me ask you about your vacation from hell, your trip from hell, your hotel room from hell. Eight oh three oh nine thirty, star nine thirty. Josh, we'll start with you. So it was senior
3: year of high school and we had a marine biology club where, you know, we would learn all about marine life and things like that. And every year, if you had been in the club for at least a year, you could go on the club trip and that was decided in the club meetings and things like that. And, you know, you'd go to the Bahamas, uh, Bermuda, uh, Honduras, like places like that where you could like explore marine life in the Pacific ocean or the Atlantic ocean in the tropical areas and things like that. So my senior, yeah, senior year, um, we decided to go to Roatan, which is a small Island off of Honduras. And it's, it was a fantastic time. I had a great time doing the things that we plan to do, which is, you know, like snorkeling, swimming with dolphins, things like that. And learning about like the Marine life. But when we get there,
1: the dolphins actually swim with you?
3: Yes. Yeah. Oh. I I, uh, I, actually have touched a dolphin and I've done like the training thing with the hands and all that. So that, it, was, it was a really cool experience. But I did it all in the same clothes that I left home with because Uh-oh. when I'm on my way there, we were supposed to fly out of Buffalo. And this was the weekend that the Atlanta uh, airport strike happened in oh. 2017. Yes. So our flight from Buffalo to Atlanta got canceled at like five in the morning. Out of nowhere. So our teachers are scrambling to rebook us because we can't go back on the trip now. We have to find a way to get down there or else we're going to lose all our money. And so we end up driving up to Toronto, flying out of Toronto to Dallas, and then flying from, and then like this is the next day. So then we're flying from Dallas to Roatan because Roatan only has certain flights that come in on certain days. So that part right there just kind of sucked because we lost, basically lost a day. And in the whole confusion with that, my bag with all of my clothes and just some of the other stuff I needed ended up going from Buffalo to Toronto to Dallas, then to Miami, then to Houston, then to El Salvador, and then to Roatan.
1: Oh, my gosh. My
3: bag went further than I did. Yeah, (laughs) seriously. And it happened to a couple other people in our group, too. So... I was basic. Well, they that happened to them on the way home. On the way there, it happened to me, which arguably is worse because then I was, I had the clothes I had on, and I had like a change or two of clothes in my bag. Right. Of and course. swim trunks and some snorkeling stuff, and that was it. You that carry, was all. You carried the swim trunks. Well, they on. told they told us to bring a swimsuit and uh, your snorkeling stuff smart. just in case your very bag smart. gets lost. So <laughs> that we, at least you could still do the majority of what you had to do then.
1: You know that seems like such a like. I'm sure we could fill up the phone lines now. And if, if you want to contribute, uh, 803 or 930, with people who have had their their luggage lost or rerouted because of a change of flights.
3: Yeah, and I really think that that was the change. Or, like, you know, that's why it happened. Of course. It's, but it's just crazy because, like, I, I don't know how you can do that, but then I see these videos of, like, bags rolling across the tarmac and someone sitting in their plane potentially watching their bag yeah. roll past oh. their plane. And it's just it was it was the most nerve-wracking feeling when you're standing in this little airport and mind you I'm in we left in like late March early April so it's like you know still snowing here well, of course so I left in a hoodie and jeans and we didn't have time to change in Dallas so I'm just still I took off the hoodie and I'm in a t-shirt and jeans standing in the middle of Honduras and it's 96 degrees outside yeah
1: the jeans were unnecessary
3: well I didn't th- it was 30 degrees when I left home so I was like oh I'll just you know, I'll change. And then the whole thing happened with Toronto. So it was just one big debacle from the beginning. But like I said, the trip itself, what we did was fun, but getting there and getting home was really nerve wracking.
1: It is. It's so fascinating to me that, you know, in 2023 or 2017, uh, we're still having those issues that like a a flight's canceled, that that the luggage is not automatically reroute, rerouted to the uh, to the passenger. I mean everything's computerized now. Again, I I know it's it's got to be a frustrating uh demanding job running around with the ba- with the luggage on the tarmac again. These planes land, they've got a deplane and they've got a replane, right? And I know it's got to be demanding, it's got to be frustrating. But these stories are are not few and far between. These are constantly people talking about lost baggage, people talking about I had to do my vacation with what was on me the entire time because I didn't get my luggage back. And it it always seems to have a cancellation as the beginning of the story. It just seems way too common of a problem that we don't have a better grip on where these these bags are going to. I mean, it almost makes you want to fly on Allegiant because... There's really no other plane those bags could end up on if you're flying out of the um, Niagara Falls airport, right? I mean, it's, what, two flights a day, and you're going to the Tampa area. Uh, But, you know, when you're talking about a big airport like Buffalo or JFK or Dallas or all that, um, I mean, there's a bigger chance. And, again, I understand the job is demanding. I'm I'm sure it's frustrating. But there's got to be a better system in place because flights are getting canceled regularly now. I I mean – if I if everyone who's listening to me I, I'm sorry if we were being broadcast to the airport today I guarantee someone there could say in the last 30 days they've had a flight canceled. I mean that's that's happening more regularly and unfortunately what's going along with that are people's bags are getting mixed up, they're getting lost. I mean that's just and, and yes that will kick off as Josh said what they did on the vacation was was Great. But when he looks back on that vacation, once again, remember, I'm in Honduras with uh, jeans on, and it's 96 degrees. You know, I mean, and that,
3: that's- I, I did have shorts in my carry-on. It's just, I'm standing in the airport, of and course. it's like this tiny little airport.
1: It's hot. literally it like,
3: the airport was so small, we had to, like, the, the runway is like as, as short as it could be, and- you walk across the tarmac like no, you yeah. don't you don't like connect to a building or you you get out of the plane and you walk across you feel like the the president, you're going it was the it was a really cool feeling
1: i did you know back when when prop planes were i don't think any airline has um has uh prop jets anymore but when you would have like a prop jet plane um to a short distance and you know usually those wouldn't pull up to a to a thing you would get off on the on the runway I, i'd love that you know i get off I'd wave like I was someone important you know I'm like I'm like 10 walking with my bag but that's you know that's another show we could actually go into um where did flights used to go that you can no longer fly from Buffalo to you know what I mean I mean back in the day you could fly from Buffalo to Rochester to Syracuse to Albany you could fly to Pittsburgh to Cleveland I don't think you can fly to Cleveland anymore from Buffalo like there's really the regional flights that yeah you might hop on a on a prop jet for it doesn't seem like they're offered by the major um major airline companies anymore maybe that's something else we could throw into the mix where what's a a, a close destination that you can no longer get a direct flight from buffalo to We'll throw that in there. We're talking vacations from hell. Nancy in East Aurora has a vacation from hell. Nancy, what what is your uh vacation from hell story?
2: Hi, Joe. Um just to preface that I thought what you said about your son and your father and your wife everything that was really touching. Very oh, touching. Thank you, Nancy. Very nice. Anyway, um we rented a cottage off of Lake Ontario in July and we'd rented it a couple times before. It was fine. And it's made for dogs, too, so you can take your dog with you. So we did. And behind the cottage is a fenced area with a gate. But behind that is where you have, like, a a fire pit and stuff. And then beyond that is a big park, and then there's restaurants. So we were sitting there. This is, like, our second day. We're sitting there, and I said to my husband, dog. So this dog charges us. Attacks our dog, which he's a golden retriever had just had surgery two weeks before. And he was on a leash, our dog. The other one wasn't. Attacked our dog and literally flipped my husband, because he was holding the leash, out of his Adirondack chair upside down. Oh, no. Yeah. And he had had replacement hips, so I was concerned about him. So once I could get him where he needed to be, I went to do something with this dog. The owner came halfway, called him, he ran to the owner. the guy put him in his truck and left.
1: <laughs> without saying
2: anything. without saying anything. Oh my gosh. I said to my husband, well, what if they were a child? I mean he didn't even really know what he attacked.
1: How was uh, how was the dog? How was your husband?
2: Uh, fine, fine. but we had a second one. Oh, oh we had almost three, but we had another one. I'll, I'll do it quick. So two doors down, people live there all year round. They have a bulldog. It's huge. It's fine. I have nothing against different dogs. So we're sitting there, same thing. This is the next day. And I said to my husband, dog. So we literally ran to the gated area, just got the gate closed. And this dog was just on us with his teeth. And, I mean, he didn't touch us, but it was was scary. It was scary. People bring in the worst dogs to this vacation. Oh, my gosh. And I counted that day there were six dogs off leash. So what happened is we became prisoners in that little gated area and in the cottage because I was afraid. I had been bit by a dog a year and a half pretty severely. And it almost created a PTSD in me. And we left early. I said, I can't stay here.
1: You see, you just just put an end to the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, man.
2: Just because, yeah, was, because
1: people can't control their dogs—that—that—that's so that, right. really the the moral of the story.
2: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's not the dog's fault, you know. I mean, the second one, she goes, "Oh, he just wanted to play." I said, "Well, those teeth didn't look like they wanted to play." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, stuff. So, m- my dog likes to bark at other dogs. He's never, thankfully, never like nipped at another dog. But if if I even when he gets close to another person, I go, "Oh, I'm I'm so sorry," you know. I, I make sure verbally I, I let them know that you know. I'm sorry that he even got close enough to to bark in your face. The fact that this gentleman wouldn't even walk up and say, hey, is everyone okay? Is everything fine? I'm so sorry. Oh, that's just the worst in people. actually
2: broke the Adirondack chair, so we contacted the owner of the cottage you know and said well, i guess we owe you a chair and i told him what happened he goes oh no no i'm just glad you guys are all right i'm so sorry that happened so i guess we're not going back there <laughs>
1: hey, i i think at the very least that's probably the right attempt nancy i'm also wondering this dog seemed the first dog seemed to have uh, been going after your, your husband and your dog both who had recently had surgery The the dog knows something
2: I don't know. I mean, my husband had surgery a couple of years ago, but they just tell you to be careful positioning for the well, of hip replacement hips. But our dog had surgery two weeks prior to he was healing because he had two mast cell tumors removed. But then, you know, it's some complication. He's fine now, but That's I don't cool. know. You know, he just I, I I just couldn't believe it when I saw this thing just charging.
1: And it just so. it just kind of it just it, it gives you that freezing feeling. And then you're like, what is yeah. going on?
2: Right, right. Because I thought maybe the owner was going to come and say, call him, but no, he didn't. Until so it was too late, you know.
1: Well, so. Nancy, I'm sorry that happened to you. I hope no more vacation from, from hell. And you know, avoiding that place is probably a good start.
2: Yep, that's what we'll do.
1: Hey, Nancy, have a great weekend. Thank you too. Thank you. That's Nancy and Aurora. Yeah, and you know, the, the, the thing is, I love dogs. Absolutely love dogs. Um, I, I we, we will always have a dog in the Beamer house. Let me tell you that the Beamer family will always have a dog. But there are some just misbehaved dogs for the for the longest time. When I was a kid, I was scared of dogs because now found out that the dog was not that mean that was next door uh, when we lived in Hornell, right? But I would see that dog it would be barking, and you know dogs when they bark they can look mean and. And for the longest time, because of what seemed to be the aggressive behavior of the dog, I was scared of dogs. It's just, it is funny how, I mean, even people who love dogs, you know, I mean, something like that happens. You you just, you've got to learn to control your dog. I, I am so surprised the amount of people I see when I'm walking through different neighborhoods in Williamsville who will just have their dog walking with them down the street off the leash. Now, I don't mean the invisible fence. I mean... Literally, just walking down the street without the dog on a leash. And it's like, I'm sure your dog is well-behaved, right? I'm sure. But every now and then, something will happen, right? I mean, even the best-behaved dog can get distracted. And when that happens, you know, you've got to make sure, number one, you've got control of your dog. but Number two, if your dog approaches anybody, I don't care if the dog doesn't even touch the person. If your dog approaches any stranger, you call them right away and then you go and talk, to, you don't just avoid the the strangers that the dog was either attacking like in this situation or again even if they just started barking at someone. You all oh I'm so sorry. Hey, I'm sorry about that. Right? You you got to walk up. Hey, are you okay? I mean, some people are just rude. Like and, and that kind of just you know puts the exclamation point. On the behavior of the dog, if you ask me, but uh, sorry that happened, and yeah, I think a good start is to not go back there. Um, but again, don't turn, you know, as Nancy. They have a dog, but don't turn your hate for the dogs. You know, I think the owner is just as much to blame. You're not calling your dog. You're not going and getting your dog. The minute I realize my dog, my dog's never off the leash. But if I ever realize my dog was off the leash, the minute I realize, I'm make, I'm, I'm getting that dog back I- I- or-, or out of a controlled area. I'm getting that dog back. 8030930 star 930. Just some rude people. What can you say? 8030930 star 930 is the number to get on vacation stories from hell. So, you know, we had the diarrhea plane. Let's just say it the diarrhea plane. And that sounds like the flight from hell. What about vacations from hell? Maybe a flight from hell. Maybe you had a luggage experience like, um, Josh did. I almost called you Nick for some reason. Like Josh did. I know, I'm sorry. Like Josh did. Um, hotel rooms from hell. And what is a destination regional that you used to be able to hop on a plane and fly to that you can no longer fly direct to? 8030930 star 930. It's Beamer in for Bowerly back after this.